Hello and welcome to this new episode to the Digital Nomad Mom podcast and today I'm very excited because I have a special guest with me. It's Christy Sparrow and I met uh, Christy just before the COVID-19 thing started and the, uh, the world was normal back then and we were all in traveler mode and she told me about her life that they just started out traveling uh, as a family and how excited everything was and yeah and then uh, and then the corona crisis started but in general I was um, I'm very happy that uh, you Christy have agreed to talk to me today and uh, I'm curious about uh, everything you know how everything has been so far for you so let's talk about your story as if corona doesn't exist uh, even though it does but <laughs> let's start a little bit earlier and um, it's all about debunking the myth that the digital normal lifestyle is only possible if you're singles so you're also a uh, living proof that as a traveling family you can also work on a site and um yeah live this beautiful lifestyle so maybe let's start first with by saying um a little bit of tell, telling us a little bit about you and telling your story yeah okay great well first of all thank you very much for having me on your podcast congratulations on this this new venture it's really exciting thank so thanks you. for the opportunity to see you again i can't believe we only just met three or four months ago and now the world resembles nothing you know, that it did back then. So, but it's great to keep in touch. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, yeah, so we'll just for a quick um, like current state of affairs, we're in uh, Perth, Australia, and we've been in Western Australia since late January. So that's kind of where we've been traveling within and, and hunkered down through most of this crisis, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, but a little bit about us. So I'm from Maryland in the US. My husband is British, he's English. And uh, we met in 2005 and got married in 2006. And we've lived in San Antonio, Texas um, since then. So we call that town home. Um, and I worked in management consulting for 10 years and my husband led and grew a youth soccer club in San Antonio. And I helped out with that, you know, kind of nights and weekends, doing some accounting and payroll and, you know, kind of the back office non-soccer related things for that business. Right. And throughout most of that time, we, we're pretty diligent about just living off of one income. Um, and I just mentioned that because that um, is part of kind of the story and how we got to being able to right, yes. do a little bit of traveling that we're doing now. Um, our daughter was born in 2015 and then we sold the soccer business in 2017 and our son was born in 2018. So we wow. had a quick succession of big life changes. And uh, while the kids were young, we thought, well, you know, it's not easy to travel with young kids, but we know it's doable. Let's give it a shot. And we had always wanted to travel and we had talked about taking some time for an extended trip, you know, six months to two years kind of time frame is what we wanted to do. And so we thought, well, while they're, while they're young, let's just go, let's just do it. You know, I was kind of on a break. I had, after I went back to work, after having our daughter, I then decided to pivot and focus on motherhood for a while. So I was sort of in a break professionally. Jay found himself in a break professionally and we thought, well, Let's just go <laughs> and we'll come back and then pick up, pick up life. Yeah. So okay. here we are. So, and then um, before we met in, in January, we met during the Nomad Summit in uh, Chiang Mai here in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you went there, I suppose, and you also told me during our um, conversation there 
that you also wanted to see real life e examples of uh, people who are already doing it and you know learn from other digital nomads who are uh, living the lifestyle and um, but before that uh, you've already started out right you you've been on the road or you had been a couple of months was that right so we left san antonio texas yeah we left san antonio in september of 2019 and then when we saw you that was january of 2020 so we had barely been okay um, just a few months yeah so we were still kind of new to it and still figuring a lot out <laughs> and still are but um because it's a yeah. so we were, always i mean i'm nine years in and we're still trying to figure things out <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> but what has been the first um the, yeah i think with the biggest learning that you have um managed to learn <laughs> since you started out can you share yeah. well just like at home i mean i feel like a schedule or at least a routine not a strict schedule of course but like a routine of the order of the day and the order in which things happen help the kids and help parents and just kind of give us some sort of sense of being grounded and know kind of how to take control keep control over things to you know a little extent yeah. so i would say us being diligent about our schedule is very important because you know traveling and working and childcare all wrapped into one can they all the lines blur every minute of every day and so unless we're really diligent about okay monday morning christy's going to write a blog post tuesday morning jay is going to work on the website and some affiliate marketing you know unless we're diligent about blocking out time and assigning like a parent <laughs> to certain blocks of time to take over just to kind of keep our sanity and get things done and feel productive but then also scheduling the family days and the outings and you know which have been curtailed now drastically but still the family time walks neighborhood walks um, we found it important to just be kind of crazy about our schedule. And every time we land in a new place, it takes a few days to get our bearings, of course, because you may have jet lag, you have to figure out where to find groceries, you have to figure out how to use new appliances and you know where are the kid's gonna sleep and all these things. So of course, we try to give ourselves some grace and all of that. But when we're at, in a place for a while, um, yeah, just schedule and just being diligent too about expectations between like Jay and I, um, so that we know at what pace we're going to travel, like the household budget in each location. There's just a whole list of things that you normally deal with at home, but at home, there's many of those items are fixed or they're already figured out. So you don't have to worry about where to live or where to stay because you already have a home, but traveling, there's just a few extra layers. So yeah, just trying to be as organized and as, you know, and as, um, uh, what's the word? Coordinated, I guess, mm -hmm. as possible with your partner so that, you know, you can pull it off or attempt to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I 100% agree. I mean, even though it sounds boring because you try, most most people try to escape the nine to five routine and say I uh, I want to do something completely different, and then they start the digital normal lifestyle and they see oh it's not that completely different. I mean, you still have mm -hmm. to be disciplined. Uh, you still have to have a routine, like you say. Otherwise, uh, it's not really gonna work for you <laughs> when when i started i i traveled for a whole year did nothing but traveling and um i thought in the beginning after that first year i could simply fit in my work uh, mm. schedules that then started because then i picked up some uh, online jobs uh, but it didn't work i had to rethink and then i had okay i'm now uh, uh working and if i have 
the time for it for some some spare time then i do this the, the other things the fun things it's the other way around now <laughs> you have to right. really set your mind otherwise it doesn't yeah it doesn't work yeah that's but, true and and it's exciting to be in new places i mean you okay. want to kind of straddle that um those two hats of like being a tourist but also kind of living like a local because if you're making a living or working remotely you have to still find time for that so yeah it's definitely a learning process yeah Absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the remote working part, because you said, I mean, you started your, your website and um, you blog, I mean, about your mm -hmm. travels and your husband, he's also part of the team. I mean, you're the writer and he's the, yeah. tell a little bit about it. What is he doing? Yes, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So we launched our um, blog right when we left town. Um, and we, I mean, Jay had worked on building it a few months before we left. So we had kind of the skeletal website up and running, but we kind of launched with only a couple of blog posts when we left town last September. So Jay taught himself to build a website <laughs> using Wix and Elementor. So he's been kind of, you know, uh, mastering that over the past several months. And then I've always enjoyed writing and it had just been a while since I kind of dove into it and tackled it. So I've been writing blog posts mainly about traveling with kids, but as other topics or things like this pandemic pop up, you know, just trying to write about relevant things, what we're going through, um, ideas for other families. And uh, yeah, so Jay's working on kind of more of the affiliate marketing and building the website and most of the social media, I would say. And then for me, it's the writing and the blog and um, yeah, and then we balance all the childcare in between all that. <laughs> so um, but yeah, as things grow, as things grow, and as we decide to take different directions or focus on different components of that big pie, um, you know, things shift. But yeah, and it's been fun blog. so far. Sorry. <laughs> and is your blog now already your main income stream? Is that? No, it is not yet. Um, okay. So That'll we. Be surprising. I mean, I was. <laughs> it would be surprising because usually blogs take to. I tend to take at least a, a year or up to five. I don't know. There's no limit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, we we've made we've made very little on the website so far. Um, so we have savings that we're using from that we've kind of just saved up over the years. It was always just earmarked as like a travel bucket. Um, and we also have um, a couple passive income streams in the US and we've rent, so we rented our house out. That's one of them. So we have a renter in our home who's taking care of our dogs. So that's part of it. So yeah, we kind of have it pieced together. Um, and the website is not yet a big piece of that income stream, but hopefully, you know, one day it will be. It'd be great, you know, if it does, of course. So we'll just keep plugging away. Just keep plugging. <laughs> yeah. What would you say is um, one of the positive aspects of being a digital nomad family? Can you? Well, in a nutshell, I mean, it's, it's creating amazing family memories in new places. I mean, your kids are going to grow up no matter where you are, and you can make amazing memories everywhere. So it's not to say that you can't also have, you know, and we will when we get home and settled next year sometime. Um, but right now we just figured, well, why not go see new places? Jay and I have always loved to travel. Maybe the kids can make some international friends and you know, try some new foods along the way. So I think one of the positives is just exploring together as a family and just yeah. learning. I mean, Jay and I are learning as, as we're traveling, obviously. So we're all just in it together and <laughs> learning together. Um, yeah, and it's, it's neat to remember our kids' milestones taking place in certain cities or countries. You know, Chloe had her fifth birthday in Chiang Mai, and Camden just had his second birthday here in Perth. And so, you know, it's just 
fun for a while to be outside of our comfort zone. Right. So. And yeah, speaking of comfort zone, what would be an obstacle or obstacles that you say are as opposed to travel alone or as a family? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, so the schedule is, is one of the things, again, just to reiterate that, because not only are you balancing normal things you would do anyway at home, but there's also all the layers of logistics, like booking airfare or trains or negotiating Airbnbs or all those jobs that kind of look short on a to-do list. But when you dig into it, you know, it, some of them take lots of research and time and days and things. And so um, just carving out the time to do what we say we're going to do. <laughs> Um, and and work on our blog and and you know have some quality time, time, time. I think yes that's that's a big big issue or not not an issue but an uh, yeah an obstacle perhaps mm. or a challenge mm -hmm. if you want to put it positively <laughs> yeah it's, yeah a challenge right well, it's also exciting because if you're at home and um, you follow a certain routine then some people are, get bored by their lives because it's always this mm. like they know Monday to Sunday it repeats and so um mm. yeah that's that's what i like about this lifestyle that you have all it, it's in your hands you can design your life every single day and you can reinvent it new i mean it really is so flexible and uh, of course there's also a lot of um, responsibility that it actually works out and it is uh, nice for everyone but um yeah I like it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're a veteran, so you know. <laughs> a veteran, oh wow. <laughs> of, <laughs> <laughs> of traveling full time. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, about traveling, uh, do you have any, what happens after the, the world turns back to normal again? What is your plans? I mean, for our family. Yeah. So, I mean, we had, we had planned to be in New Zealand in April, which of course we decided just to cancel and stay put. And we've kind of really, we've done all the social distancing and, and, you know, abided by all the rules here in Australia and Australia has done such a terrific job of flattening their curve and Western Australia is just doing amazingly right now. So um, mm -hmm. regional borders here are still shut down, but we're thinking and seeing on the news in a couple of weeks, within Western Australia, the state of Western Australia, things may open up. So um, we have applied for longer term visas to stay in Australia. So pending the outcome of those applications, we might just stay here through, you know, August, maybe July, we're not sure. I mean, really for us right now, it's just thinking through options and trying to figure out a plan A, plan B, plan C, so that if Things, you know, as things are changing and evolving and shifting, we can pivot and decide what now is best to do or maybe, you know, so, um, yeah, so I think we'll probably stay in Australia for a while if we can legally. Uh, and then we've even heard talk on the news of Australia and New Zealand mm -hmm. forming like a travel bubble because both countries have done very well at, um, at kind of um, lowering their case uh, amounts. Anyway, right. flattening their curves. And so both the government, <laughs> sorry? So you might be able to hop over to New Zealand. Oh, that would yeah, be nice. we might. If they, if they create this closed travel bubble between two countries, we might still be able to do that. But of course, um, we'll have to see if it, if it makes sense and budget-wise and everything. So, but after the, this area of the world, we had planned to go back to the United States and do some traveling within the US mm -hmm. before returning home sometime before Christmas. Um, 
So uh, I'm not sure, but you know, before the COVID-19 crisis hit, Jay and I were talking about extending our traveling for a few months into 2021. So depending on a whole host of you know, factors, as you know, we may or may not decide to continue, but we'll see. Yeah, no one <laughs> so. really can make plans right now. We, can, we all have yeah. to, you know, this all develops. It's so weird. It's such a unique situation. And yes, we have to make the most out of it. I mean, uh, best yeah. decisions. I mean, <laughs> yeah, some days, my, some days my brain kind of explodes. Like before Jay just took the kids for a walk, we were talking about what to make for lunch. So yeah. there's this kind of planning that we do every day. And then there's the bigger planning of like, where's the safest place for our family? Or, you know, is it safe to fly yet? Or, you know, our airport's chaotic, our flight's even happening. So <laughs> one day at a time, I guess. <laughs> oh, I know. Crazy. Well, mm. um, if you... Um, if you talk to any aspiring digital nomad family right now, what would be your best advice for them? Yeah. Like so in a normal world of traveling. <laughs> yeah, in a normal world. Um, so I thought about this before we talked because there are so many factors. Again, I kind of sound like I'm repeating myself, but just because it's a partnership and because you've got the kiddos as well, you know, it's not as easy as you can imagine, as you know, because um, you did it before kids and now after kids of like picking up and going and being mobile and like really super flexible. So I have a list of like several things that just to think about and to talk about expectations. Like, and of course you can't plan for what you don't know, but just to have the, ex just to have the conversations before you leave home with your partner or spouse about, you know, who's going to be working, who's going to do more childcare, is it going to be split, you know, kind of the budget, just the overall, so that when you get in a situation, and you're in a foreign country, you at least have those foundational conversations to fall back on as like a guide. So, so schedule, work, childcare, schooling and education. So our kids are still young. And so kind of the outdoor play, the freeform play, you know, numbers, shapes, letters, kind of Exactly. We're able to we're able to fit that into our days fairly easily. I can't speak to you know what sort of options are available yet for traveling families of elementary, middle, high schoolers because I've not done it as a mom. Um, but just to talk about it as a family and have a plan, household budget, um, personal needs. So like Jay and I are both runners, and we've tried to make a conscious effort of giving each other three mornings a week of an hour to go run, just run, walk, stretch, yoga, whatever, just go be, have an hour to be active. Um, and we walk with the family too, but you know, to kind of get real runs in, you kind of have to do that on your own. So personal needs and then um, pace of travel. Cause like I mentioned with kids, you know, you don't want to travel at breakneck speed. At least we don't because we kind of feel like what's the point if we're always rushing around. So we like to just sort of, yeah. be for a little while go uh, into snail mode <laughs> yes absolutely yeah it's uh, <laughs> a thing if, uh, if at all like to be honest uh, during this uh, crisis um yeah. i have to admit that i appreciate it also being forced to be put for some time yeah really because i feel like it's so good also to not having to plan every three months uh, when your visa runs out. Usually you're on mm -hmm. a visa for three months and that, that's it. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. uh, um, the first month you get somewhere, you have to figure things out. The second month you adjust and you finally, you know, feel like, oh yeah, you have arrived. It's, it's and then the you're already in your head, you're already gone again and, and uh, you're planning your next destination. And mm -hmm. it is, uh, it can 
it can be really stressful, especially with kids. Yeah. So I'm actually really happy about this <laughs> situation right now. Only, um, yeah, of course, in regards to our uh, travel situation. So we have yeah. been since January, yeah, been here on Copangan and uh, enjoying the the island vibe and uh, the beautiful island here. So very grateful to being stuck here. Then yeah, yes, yeah. And so, do you plan to stay there for you know the foreseeable future, or what is your next plan? So so far, we're not allowed to fly yet. So um, our our flights are now postponed. Um, we just changed them because we were supposed to fly yesterday. <laughs> and oh. of course, uh, we thought um, we simply pick a date and that's the 15th of June. And it's also so random. Who knows if, if <laughs> that day we, we are able to fly. Yeah. But, uh, it, sounds, it sounds okay. Middle of June, there might be something. Uh, yeah, the, the world might be back to normal again. And... Yeah. Um, we're heading back to Germany, or not back, but we're heading uh, to Germany uh, just because the grand grandparents are highly being missed now. And I yeah. also, yes, I think it's time. I mean, we haven't seen them now uh, for such a long time and I think yeah. it's a good place to go. And hopefully uh, in, in June or July, uh, yeah, we can fly actually. <laughs> Yes, I hear you. I know. We, we have leveraged FaceTime like never before. I mean, you know, we've been traveling since September and maybe once a week we'd FaceTime with grandpa and yeah. maybe less than that, Jay's parents over in England. But yeah, so much more frequently. I mean, we're still just as physically far as we've ever been, but because the world has shifted so much, yeah. it just, you know, we just crave that that FaceTime and to be able to see them and, and then watch yeah. the kids. So yeah, thank goodness. It's for a different type of reconnecting kids. with your family back home, right? In the, in the times of crisis, everyone always wants to be close to yeah. the family. And yeah, we've noticed too. I mean, we've been keeping touch a lot more now since, since we know something is wrong in the world yeah. uh, than before. But yeah. Um, I have one last question before I, we're wrapping up here. Um, yeah. What does your perfect day look like? I mean, you have already uh, described it a little bit, but if you can describe from morning to evening, what is the perfect day for you? Yeah. So I was talking about this. This just came up with Jay recently, which is so funny that you're asking this because I was thinking about Camden's birthday and about the milestones that we're going through and about being away from home versus having the comforts of home around us. Mm -hmm. And I thought about um, what makes me the happiest throughout a day, me personally. And it's, it's having little components of kind of each of the categories that I've mentioned to you before. So it's like a little bit of exercise or physical activity, getting out in nature for sure in some capacity, just for some fresh air. Yeah. like healthy food, quality family time. And then when the kids go to bed at night, some one-on-one -on -one time for me and Jay to actually have a conversation and make eye contact for the first time in the day, you know? So and what, yeah, <laughs> it like waits till eight o'clock at night. And what struck me about that is that I can have all of those elements wherever I am in the world for the most part. I mean, different degrees of it or different amounts of time for each, but, you know, traveling with, the family, as long as we're together and healthy, mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of pretty close to a perfect day. And, and we could be home doing nothing, or we could be traveling out hiking or doing something extraordinary or not. Um, and also like pre-COVID-19 versus post-COVID-19. I mean, I still find myself, you know, 
finding joy in just having the healthy kids and you know food in our fridge and all these things. So um, yeah, a perfect day is just us enjoying each other's company. And then hopefully Jay and I getting some work done, of course, being productive, feeling like we've worked that other part of our brain. Um, so yeah, yeah. perfect answer. I love it. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent agree with you. I mean, it's uh, you appreciate things so much more when you, yeah, when you're forced to <laughs> see them now in a different light. And um, yes, I, I I agree. If if everything goes normal, then this is already a perfect, <laughs> perfect day for yeah, us. Exactly. That's true. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was so good uh, talking to you. Thanks for being on the show. Um, of course. Thank you for the invite. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, where can people reach you if they want to? Uh, right. So um, our website is the Puddles and Passports family. So the website is puddlesandpassports.com. And we just launched a YouTube channel. So um, we have some just fun videos of what we're doing, where we are, and some informational videos about the places we've been and what we've done with young kids. And that's Puddles and Passports on YouTube. And then Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook, Puddles and Passports, anywhere you want. Look, so yeah, thank you. You guys, thanks for listening and watching. Uh, check Christie's and... Um, and Jay's uh, journey out. It's it's really fun to follow those guys. And I I hope you learned something, and I hope you uh, you you get inspired. And maybe if you're still thinking about it, uh, you you take it and uh, as a <laughs> as an inspiration and try it out one day at least. I'd say everyone should try it out one one day, uh, the travel lifestyle, if they're thinking about it. I mean, it's not for everyone, but um, at least. Um, if you're contemplating it, it's worth trying it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I agree. Well, have a wonderful weekend, everyone. And um, Christy, speak soon. Thanks for being on the Thank show. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> sure. Look forward to keeping in touch. Say hi to your boys. Uh, I will say hi to Jay. Bye. <laughs>